So many owners open their shops with the dream of doing auto repair the right way, being an asset to their community, having free time with their families, and having the ability to create a financial legacy. In reality, so many find themselves working long days, are struggling to find and keep good staff, and can barely pay the bills. Since 2016, the fastest growing automotive repair coaching company, ShopFix Academy's sole purpose is to stop the average small business from destroying the average family. Call 615-645-3683 to speak to someone on their leadership team about seeing if ShopFix Academy is a good fit for your shop. Learn more at shopfixacademy.com. You know, are they there to help you only on the business side or to help you grow as a person? Because you could fix your business today and it can all crumble tomorrow if you're still the same person. This is Success Leaves Clues, an automotive industry podcast, and I'm your host, Thomas Hayes. Knowing the numbers and KPIs in your shop is, of course, critical, but I would argue that if you're not growing yourself and your team through personal development, you're simply not going to be as successful as you could be. Today, we're going to dive into this subject with my guest, Juan Barrera, owner of Auto Solutions in Orlando, Florida. Juan will share his incredible journey of personal development and how he went from knowing nothing about cars to becoming a successful, profitable, and happy shopper. Here's our conversation. An effective online presence is a critical part of your shop's growth and profitability, which is why it only makes sense to use the company that many top-performing repair shops use for managing their online presence, Leads Near Me. Leads Near Me effortlessly increases your car count with a strategic combination of killer websites, high-converting Google ads, traffic-driving social media posts, and more. Reach them by text or call at 888-953-2379 or visit them online at leadsnearme.com. Leads Near Me, effortlessly increase car count. Juan, it's great to have you on the show today. You have an awesome shop in Orlando, Florida, and your journey is amazing. So I'm excited for you to share. Um, But folks that may not know your journey, know your story, fill us in. How did you get started in auto repair? I um, was getting ready to apply for colleges, and it was something that was not easy for me because I didn't have a passion at all. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I did see myself hanging out with my friends and uh, carrying a video camera with me around, and I was I was thinking about maybe doing something with film. And I actually applied for a college out in California that accepted me. Wow. But it was I felt that it was going to be a big burden on my mom um, paying that college. Um, and I didn't want to put her through that. So I I remember during the time I was in high school, Fast and the Furious came out. <laughs> and it was like the hype. Yeah, I remember and, that. Yeah. And so I, I decided to go to automotive school. I always liked working with my hands. And even though I didn't grow up with my dad, I think I got that from him. Um, yeah, in his genes, you know. Was he was he kind of geared that way? 
Um, he's um, a sewing machine technician at Interesting. a for blind at a blind factory, and so he builds these programs for the sewing machine so that blind people are able to saw. Oh, so they, they someone who's blind would, would come work at this factory. Oh, that's super interesting. Yeah. So he's always uh, tinkled with vehicles and, and fixing stuff at the house. And the times that I did go visit him, um, that's what I would see. And it always attracted me. And so I also used to like to tear things apart, even though it wouldn't come back together the way it was in my younger years. Yeah. And so I, I decided to, you know, give automotive a try. Um, and the funny thing is that when I when I first went to automotive school, I knew nothing about vehicles. I've never touched the car. Um, I remember being afraid of touching a 12-volt battery. Yeah. That's how little I know. I, I knew about cars. So I went to the uh, automotive school. Uh, I used to live in New York. Um, and I started working at a chain store. Um, and then ended up moving to Florida where I met my mentor who later became my partner. And, um, I, one, one of the things that I learned from him is not being comfortable and always wanting to get better at what you do. Um, I used to see him going to, um, electrical, um, classes and diagnostics classes after work. And I was always curious about that. And he ended up taking me with him. Mm. And he decided to leave the shop where I met him and open up his own shop. Um, soon after that, I, I realized that if I stayed in the shop, I was going to stay stuck in the same place because I was learning a lot from him. Yeah. So I reached out to him and I, and I asked him to hire me. And he told me he wouldn't be able to because he just started. Um, I told him to think about it. I told him we made a good team. I told him that I would be willing to sacrifice pay just to be next to him. And he said, okay, I'll think about it. And the next day he reached out to me and he offered me a job wow. for way less than I was getting paid. It it was it was probably at the moment a very scary decision, but probably the best decision I ever made. I had a three month old daughter daughter, and I cannot afford to lose pay. You know, every yeah. single penny counted. And I, I did it. I went with them and eventually it all turned out. It, it all turned out for me to become his partner in business. How long did that take? Like from the time, you know, you started working for him, and when did that partnership form? It took about six months and it all happened from a bad um, incident. There was a hurricane that um, ended up damaging some electrical posts. So we didn't have electricity at the shop for about a week. And during that time, they broke into the shop and took all of the diagnostic tools wow. and a customer's vehicle. So... Because he just started working independently, he didn't have the money to buy everything else again. And we were at a, we were having lunch and he told me, Juan, honestly, you know, we're going to have to go look for work. And 
I was, I was, I started thinking, I said, man, we're, we're doing, we're doing great. You know, we're, we get along so well. Um, what if, what if I find half the money and you have, and you get the other half and we buy everything together and become partners. And he liked the idea. And that's what I did. Called my mom, asked her to lend me some money. She obviously didn't want to do it, uh, but <laughs> Um, she ended up, I ended up convincing her and, and we started going half and half on everything we were doing. That's amazing. What happened next? Um, after that, that was back in 2005. Um, the recession, uh, hit Florida got hit pretty bad with it. Um, and because we were buying and uh, fixing and selling cars as well as fixing customers, vehicles, um, we were just not making any money. Um, additionally, back then, we had zero experience on running a business. It was just bo uh, boats and, and, and nuts, right? Just fixing cars, collecting cash money, putting it in your pocket. Hustle. Yeah. And so, you know, now that I have the experience, if I, I look back, I'm, I'm sure we didn't make any money. It was just... Uh, <laughs> but you're uh, having fun. Yeah. And... Uh, so I, I decided to uh, move back to New York. Um, uh, another reason was that I ended up taking custody of my daughter and I'm, I was going to need my mother's help to take care of her. Uh, so moving back to New York was the best option for me then. Um, that's when I started working at a, at a dealership. And that was my first corporate interaction. And it kind of opened my eyes to processes and inspections and customer service. And I envisioned myself opening up another shop, but being more um, organized mm -hmm. and being able to find someone that would help me learn how to run a business. Yeah. Throughout the eight years I spent there, um, I would do a lot of research online on, on, management, especially for the automotive world. And I ran into a couple of coaching companies and I bookmarked their website. And this was about five years before I even opened up my shop. I already had that in my back pocket. Hmm. So um, my ex-partner, he ended up moving up to Orlando from Fort Lauderdale and he started again. And he started working on vehicles that other mechanic shops could not figure out and other and dealerships, used car dealerships. He, uh, he offered for me to come back down and partner up with him again, told me he had a lot of work. And I sat down with him. I said, I would like to do it, but I want to do it differently. We have mm -hmm. to, we have to really focus on, on the business and not just working on cars. And he agreed. He said, hey, anything you, you want to do, let's just do it. Um, and I came down. Um, we started working. About a year into it, I realized we were still not doing anything business related. We were just working on cars. That's when I grabbed my my bookmarks and I started reaching out to those companies. And, yeah. I, and I found the one that best fit us at the time. And... It was probably one of the scariest moves as well because you're going to these seminars and you're thinking that they're just out there trying to take your money. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, it, it, it took a while for me to convince him to actually sign up for one. Your partner. Yes. Yeah. Now that's where everything started going downhill with the partnership because mm-hmm. he was, um, not involved as, as, as I was, he was not going to the classes. He was not going to the seminars. Um, he would never talk to my coach on the phone. It was on, only me. And so what happened was that every time there was something to implement, either he wouldn't buy into it or he would for about a week or two, and then it'll revert back to his old ways. Yeah. Uh, that created frustration in me uh, because I had a vision. I wanted to take my shop to a certain level. Um, and his idea was completely different than mine. Um, when, you know, I started surrounding myself with shop owners that were doing a million plus, uh, for him, that was a 10, 20 year goal. For me, it was like, we could do this tomorrow. Wow. So you guys were totally misaligned at that yeah. point. What was the day to day like? Was it tense? Was he like, what did that look like? It, it was very tense, um, because, um, I would be the one showing up early I would be the one trying to keep the books together, do the customer service side of things, um, the implementation, plus working on vehicles. His only task was work on vehicles. So I had all the load in my back and I felt that I was uh, pulling us and he just felt like a big boulder just holding me back. And, and, um, uh, that was another turning point in my life where I had to come up with the courage to talk to him. Um, after obviously many conversations of, Hey man, we got to do this. We Trying gotta, right. to get him on the same page. I, yeah. I just decided to cut ties. And, um, I remember going into his house and telling him, Hey, can we talk? And we went into a room and I, I told him how I felt and and I started tearing and, and mm-hmm. so did he because we were best friends. Wow. Um, I told him how I felt. He, uh, right there and then he told me he really didn't want to be doing this. He wanted to focus on in something else. And I was like, bro, you could have saved me all this trouble. You know, mm-hmm. you would have been honest with me from the beginning. So I, I uh, luckily was able to get out of that partnership early on where I, there was no assets, no profits. I mean, I literally just gave him half the money of what we already had paid for in equipment. Um, and I took the business and moved it to another location. And that's where I've been ever since. Wow. So you, you got out of the partnership. Did you guys stay friends? Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, it was, it was always very awkward, uh, when we would meet up at events, uh, because obviously I didn't want to tell him how good I was doing because I didn't want to make him oh, feel yeah. bad or trying to rub it in, in, in his face. And then he would also never ask. And so that we started to not have things in common. Um, so, you know, I, I still message him here and there. But it, it's definitely not the same friendship we had before. Yeah, that's that's really hard. You guys had that the shop in common. That was a big point of connection, and 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that must have been really hard to see that relationship dissolve. Yeah. Yeah. So you you got out of the partnership, you you moved the location. What what then? What happened? So um at that time I was already with a coaching company. Um I they helped me grow to a certain level. I felt personally that I had plateaued. Um and I started reaching out to other companies and I found the one that fit right with me during the time that I was in now. And, and they immediately helped me take things to the next level. Um, I, um, uh, the first few years were tough because the shop I was in with him, my rent was a thousand dollars a month. Now we hardly ha- had any overhead. And when I moved the shop, um, I I moved it to a location where I was going to be paying sixty five hundred a month. Small jump, yeah. <laughs> uh, plus, you know, now you're factoring that most of the customers are not going to go because it's ten miles away, um, and you're factoring marketing cost, uh, hiring staff, and all that. So my my overhead kind of quadrupled overnight. And so it was, it was very hard to make money in the beginning, but we kept grinding, kept discipline, kept implementing and doing the things my coaches would tell me to do. And eventually, you know, um, the, the fruit of the labor paid off. How do you find a good coaching company? What do you look for? I think it's very important to see the values. Um, and, you know, are they there to help you only on the business side or to help you grow as a person? Because you could fix your business today and it can all crumble tomorrow if you're still the same person. Did you know that some web design companies use the same wording across all their client sites? Unfortunately, this common practice is noted by Google as plagiarism, which will cause your site to be ranked lower. That's why it's critical that whoever makes your shop's website knows better. That's why so many top shops trust Leads Near Me to create and manage their shop's websites. As Google certified partners, they know how to make a top ranking website from an insider's perspective. Get a free site analysis by visiting leadsnearme.com or calling 888-953-2379. Leads Near Me, effortlessly increase car count. So when you started with the the coaching organization, what numbers were you doing? Uh, the first or the second? Uh, I guess both. Yeah, let, let's talk through that. So when I signed up with the first coaching company, we were doing about seven or eight thousand a month i mean and that was like great numbers for us right yeah um eventually the first coaching company got us up to the forty thousands okay so really big jump yeah yeah and that all happened within a year um the second coaching company uh i overnight went to 70k you know Wow. It was just a few tweaks um, that had to be done that I was not aware of. And after that, it was just growing year over year. Um, we've, we're still growing. We're still not at our full capacity, full potential. Uh, right now, we're up in the 160s. Um, and I know that wow. my shop's capacity could pull 200K from it. So, 
That's awesome, man. So you, you're, you're not only growing, but you still have room to grow. Yeah. That's awesome. So when the coaching organization was helping you implement those changes, like what were some of the light bulb moments when you were, you know, making those jumps that really gave you that traction? Um, the, the light bulb moment for me while being, um, with the coaching company, um, it was, it was the networking, uh, with other shop owners and kind of listening to their struggles. Um, I, I felt so fortunate because I started with the coaching company practically a year in, um, from owning a shop. So, um, I always went in with an open mind. I was never stubborn or I didn't, I wasn't fixed in my ways, which I feel it's one of the biggest obstacles for most of the shop owners that have been in business for 10, 20, 30 years struggling. And now they're trying to reach out for help. They've been doing things for so long, a certain way that anything else is just uncomfortable. And so they fight it for months and years until they finally give in and they see the growth that they were after. Yeah. So I was fortunate enough to be able to be open and, and be coachable. Um, just, you know, listen to everybody's uh, failures and, and go and, and do the opposite. Yeah. Why do you feel like you were so open to making changes? Like why, why do you think you're so open and, and so many others you know, that you feel like have that struggle to be willing to receive? What's the difference with you? I think uh, it all comes comes down to mindset. You know, having an, a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. Um, I also am very grateful that the coaching company I signed up with focused a lot on that. And I was introduced to being able to grow my mindset as well. Uh, learning about controlling my emotions and 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 learning how to empathize um, and and better my personal self has all translated to becoming more coachable and a better shop owner. I've I've always been very disciplined, um, and I've always um, have been very patient as well. Um, so I know that. Um, in the beginning, when you implement something um, or you change something, you don't see the results. And the, the best thing you, you can do is not panic and just keep at it, keep grinding, keep doing it. Because eventually, when you least expect it, the, the, the results show up and it comes at you in ways that y you, wouldn't, you wouldn't imagine it. You know, it, and it all comes at once. Um, it's you, you, you reap what you saw, right? What are some things that have been transformative for you on the personal development side? Leadership. Being able to hold your uh, employees accountable. Uh, being able to have the hard conversations. Uh, being able to hold meetings and, and showing the vision, showing them the way, showing them what you're trying to get out of them and what's in it for them as well. Uh, being... Uh, empathetic to them, right? Because employees are humans and they don't sometimes do things on purpose. You know, they their car broke down on the way to work and they don't show up. You know, you have to understand that things happen. You know, they, 
I've seen shop owners get upset because they don't, the employee didn't show up um, and they bash him and they're not understanding that, you know, they didn't choose for that incident to happen to them. So being understanding definitely helps out a lot. How do you get better at confrontation? By confronting people. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, it's scary, right? Yeah. Um, And the thing is that if you don't do scary things, then you're always going to be afraid. Um, You have to, you know, the first few times you're always going to be scared. But eventually your mind, your subconscious realizes that it was all okay, that it was just a a, 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 a made-up monster, right, in your mind, and you're still alive. You're, nothing happened. Um, or sometimes you even notice that you made that call and you took the shop to the next level, and so you start getting used to it and you start finding that that is the way. That's the path. So the scary things get less scary. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. If you were a car, what type of car would you be? Toyota. What kind? What kind of Toyota? Yeah. Hmm. I'd say, uh, I like trucks, so I'd say uh, a 4Runner. I, I like it. Yeah. Why a 4Runner? They're dependable. They go forever. Um, they're, they're made with quality, um, the precision, and... Um, you can always count on on that vehicle lasting you for a very long time. I think that's a really great vehicle to model yourself after. Yeah. That's great. What's next for you? Um, open up, opening up more shops, for sure. How many? As many as I can in my lifetime. That's great. Yeah. Build an empire. Yes, sir. I love it. Well, Juan, thank you so much for spending some time with me today. This has been a great interview. I've really had a good time. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks, man. That was my interview with Juan Barrera. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review. And I'd be honored if you shared this podcast with a fellow member of the industry. And finally, if you've got a great story to share and wish to become a guest on the show, please email me at thomas at slcautopodcast.com or call 615-656-8804. Thanks. Have a great week. No two shops are the same. That's why cookie cutter advice and coaching does not work. In order for your shop to get to the next level, you must have an action plan designed around your shop's unique needs. You'll also need accountability and encouragement along the way. Let ShopFix Academy help you create your best shop. Call 615-645-3683 to speak to someone on their leadership team about seeing if ShopFix Academy is a good fit for your shop. Learn more at shopfixacademy.com.